Amen. Amen. Can you put your hands together and praise God? Amen. Amen. Hi, everybody. Hey. Hey. You, you said who day. I said, hey, you say who day. <laughs> You're funny. You, good. I'm glad. I'm going to go the whole time right here. You said, hey, who day. I'm going to work that in. Uh, hi, I'm John. If we haven't met yet, uh, I, uh, man, I'm one of the pastors here, and I have the privilege of leading this incredible ministry. Uh, I'm excited that we're in a new year. I don't know about you. Nobody. Nobody is excited to be in a new year. That's cool. Uh, okay, so we are, what, eight days in, right? Eight days into the new year. Uh, how's it going? Okay, still alive, wonderful. What else? Uh, well, could be better. <laughs> you hit a deer. Oh, man. Uh, well, I mean, like, like uh, aside from insurance, did the deer keep going or like or was the it, oh the 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 deer didn't have insurance <laughs> well for the deer 2023 is not going too well uh we'll say that uh 2023 uh man it, it's been going well for us we celebrated Noah's birthday yesterday that was cool we got a 15 year old in the house uh new year's eve is kelly's birthday so there's always a party on her birthday right so that's been fun uh, it's like a really rough stretch for me from like Christmas all the way through because we go Christmas, then a week later is Kelly's birthday, then a week later is Noah's birthday, and like it's just like three weeks in a row of just like just shelling it out, right? Just shelling it out. Uh, so that that's been it's been good though. That's been good. Uh, twenty twenty three has been actually really good so far. Uh, last week, uh, I was able to tune in and watch the service. I thought the team did so good. Like, yeah, right? Like, man, the team did such an amazing job. They were celebrating all different things that God did through 2022 through his church. Like, the, and, and they did dynamic. All of you that showed up, well done. You remembered there was only one service. Those of you that showed up at nine, that's on you. Do you guys like one service? Like, it, for those of you that show up, like, I love, like, when we all come together as, like, just one community at one service. Uh, anyway, that's side note. Uh, I, I loved watching it. Um, I want to continue in the celebration. Um, as most of you know, uh, and if you don't, I'm telling you now, uh, in November of last year, uh, we started something called a HOPE Initiative. And a HOPE Initiative was an opportunity to invite everyone in to financially invest into what God is doing through this ministry. And friends, I am humbled to be able to share with you, to give you an update, all right? That's what I'm doing right now. I'm giving you an update. The, the HOPE initiative through the last two months of the year over $350,000 was contributed to this ministry. Praise God. I mean, what do you say? That's praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Trust God. Tell the people. Uh, I can't wait to see what God does in and through us in 2023. Uh, friends, because of your generosity, one of the first things we're going to do coming out of the gate in 23 
is to chase after and care for students in our backyard. Specifically, we are starting a new initiative called Wildcats Care through a partnership with Southwest local schools. We are going to start intentionally caring for, yeah, praise God. You, you, you can always interrupt me with, uh, with praising God, okay? Just know that. You never have to ask, can we praise God right now? Can we clap and give him a praise? You, just do it. You groan. You groan, you, and you can praise him the whole time. I'll keep going, all right? Hope you brought a lunch. Uh, so I'll get you out before the game. That's all I'll say. So with this new partnership with South, Southwest Local Schools, we are going to be able to intentionally care for the mental health, the emotional needs, the physical needs, and spiritual needs of students right in our backyard. Yeah. I want you to check out this video our team put together. Hey y'all, Jerica here, and I'm hanging out in the Harrison Activity Center. You may hear uh, basketballs bouncing around and players shouting, um, but you know what? I love that. But I wanted to share with you a story uh, that you have heard me mention before, but from some of my friends who serve and lead in the Harrison schools, I want you to check out the story of Wildcats Care. Wildcats Care got started actually um, in combination with This City, His City with uh, Three Rivers and Jerrica. Um, Jerrica was at the This City, His City meeting and I was talking through some of the challenges that we're seeing in our schools currently. Uh, some of the things that are going well as well as the challenges and we talked about the mental health piece as being uh, a major, major hot button topic. And um, Jerrica reached out to me after that meeting and said, hey, check this video out that we, we did in this program that we're doing with Three Rivers. I think this could definitely tie in and segue into uh, Southwest and, and, Wildcat, and the Wildcat country. So the program is incredible and it's exactly what we need to find that common umbrella to put all the pieces that we have. We have all these different basically planks that would fit into this um, and to have the overarching umbrella and to call it Wildcats Care uh, would be fantastic. And that's kind of how this started and um, got, got its legs underneath it. So something that I have witnessed personally over the last two school years um, is we have poured a significant amount of resources already into increasing the mental health support for students. We work with uh, Best Point, which is a third party mental health provider, formerly the Children's Home of Cincinnati. Uh, and they have provided phenomenal services to our district, but like most businesses um, in the year 2022, they're finding themselves short staffed um, and are really struggling to meet the needs of our students. And so we are kind of left with um, being able to fill that void. Personally, I have been in our junior school office on multiple occasions where there has been a line um, waiting to seek assistance from one of our guidance counselors, but the need is just far beyond what they are able to handle at this point. Right now we have over 80 middle school students on a waiting list to see a therapist. Um, my hope would be that that 80 person waiting list would be knocked out within 18 months. Uh, I would say even within six months, the sooner the better that we can get these kids the proper care that they need uh, and to bridge that gap. And a lot of it does come down to financials, uh, to bridge that gap and get them the support and help that they need in the classroom and outside of the classroom. Uh, that would be the hope and that would be the goal. Uh, strengthening our partnership with Whitewater Crossing and this city, his city, Whitewater Crossing already does a lot of phenomenal things. Uh, from shoes to clothing to food, uh, to working out summer camps to connect our kids in the area uh, where you guys 
guys are located obviously is a key key place uh, geographically for our school district uh, we're 68 square miles which is the same size as Washington DC which people find astounding uh, but the amount of support that you guys pour into our schools already is incredible but the end goal would be to provide that extra support to tackle some of the mental health needs that we're seeing in the district as well sharing hope is what we are all about so through your generosity we will continue to impact schools in our local communities and around the world. That's good stuff. That's good stuff, right? Man, I'm so encouraged. Uh, Lisa, I know you're out there. Like, just think back how God planted a seed in uh, the Jesus followers that are cleverly disguised as teachers and administrators at Three Rivers. And what started as a conversation at Three Rivers has now turned into a movement over to Southwest, and I believe will turn into a movement to Northwest, to Lawrenceburg, and throughout this region of caring for kids and their emotional, physical, and tangible needs. So uh, just praise God uh, for Jesus people showing up and doing Jesus things. Like, man, uh, I'm so encouraged by that. That number kills me, if you heard it, that there's a waiting list of 80 students waiting to, to talk to a therapist. Uh, I'm saying right now, in the name of Jesus, that number is going to dramatically go down by way of God working through his people, through Wildcats Care. That is unacceptable, and that is going to change. Um, I... Uh, I believe that there is great power in the name of Jesus, do you? Jesus works in crazy ways. Jesus does crazy things through his people, whether that's online, whether that's in person. Jesus shows up and shows off. Jesus can compel people to do things that maybe are uh, out of the ordinary, Jesus can compel people to do things um, that don't make much sense to people. Uh, there's, a, there's a young lady who is here today that it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, Mego, how you doing? <laughs> She's going to be so mad at me. Uh, we've never met before, but here I, I want to share a little story of, of Jesus doing something crazy. Um, there's, a, there's a young lady who's here today who she's a part of one of our online discipling communities. And Yeah, praise God. And uh, she lives in Tennessee. And one of the things that she asked for for Christmas was, could we go up and visit Whitewater in person at a church service? And so, Mago, I'm coming down. Here's the deal. How you doing? Are you so embarrassed? All right, so uh, is this whole row with you? From here on over, hi, I'm John. Nice to meet you. What's your name? <laughs> Megan, but Mego. Hi. What's your name? Hi, Kayla. Mira. Chris. Now, how are you guys connected to that young lady? Oh, my goodness. Well, praise God for you guys for delivering an awesome Christmas present. You did it right here. Sister did it. Sister said, Mom and Dad, I know, right? Praise God. Well, here's another Christmas present. So how about this? You guys can fight since you were a part of it. Uh, if one of you needs, uh, like, a little day at the spa, 
Um, one of you can take this one. And if the other one needs some new kicks at Foot Locker, you can take this one. So you guys can fight that. You get the kicks. You get the spa. Hey, welcome. Welcome. I'm glad you guys made the trip from Tennessee. Uh, I'll try to be on good behavior today. Um, I can't promise anything. I, uh, I just heard that story right as uh, right as before this service started, and I was like, "Yo, that's awesome. Uh, that that's powerful. You know that that's really powerful. When like you could ask for a lot of things for Christmas, right? Or you could do a lot of things. But man, that's that's a beautiful testimony. Um, that there's power in how Jesus works right now. Like he's a right now God." He's not, a, he's not an old God. He's not an out-of-touch God. He's not a, in a history book type of God. He's a right-now God, and there is power in his name. Philippians 2.9, it says that, that God elevated him, Jesus. He elevated him to the place of highest honor, right? And he gave Jesus the name above all names. I'm sorry if you think your name is dope, but it's not, it's not better than Jesus, okay? Unless your name is Jesus, and then that's really cool. Um, but above, his name is above all other names, and at the name of Jesus, think about that, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Every knee will bow, and every tongue will declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. There's power in the name of Jesus. If you're, uh, like if you're here today and you're just checking out this whole Jesus stuff and you're, you're like on the fence about Jesus or church and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> Man, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, really, like maybe you're here and like your whole thing, you're here is like as part of like a New Year's resolution. You're like, I'm going to try to give this Jesus thing a try or give church a try or give it a try again. Like, you know how you do? Like, you know, you make these New Year's resolutions and you're like, I'm going to get to the gym, you know. And then eight days in, you're like, I like donuts more than the gym. And it's cool, right? Just own it. Just own it, right? It's, it's cool. It's okay. Just own it. Like, yeah, I like it more. Uh, like, if you're here for whatever reason you're here, man, I want you to hear this. Jesus is for you. He is not against you, okay? He is for you, period. He is not against you. If that one statement is messing with your mind, whether you're new or not, man, I'd love to meet you. I'd love to talk to you, whether that's over a coffee or a beer. I will meet you and talk to you and unpack that with you. Because if you don't know this yet, man, Jesus is for you. And I know, friends, I'm not oblivious. I know that there's a lot of religious stuff out there, a lot of religious people out there that have taken the message of Jesus Christ and they have twisted it to become hurtful and divisive. And so if religion or church has ever hurt you, let me be the first in 2023 to say to you, I am so sorry that you have been hurt by the church and hurt by religion. Jesus loves you. He is for you. He is with you. He will not abandon you. He understands you. He gets you. 
He loved you so much that he died for you while you were still a mess. He died for you, no matter what. There is power, friends, in the name of Jesus. There is belonging in the name of Jesus. There is there's healing in the name of Jesus. There is freedom in the name of Jesus. Do you know that? I'm not making that up. That's the gospel, right? So right now, could I just speak Jesus over this community? Would that be okay? Can I just speak Jesus like, like over your relationships? Does, does anybody have a relationship that just needs some healing, that needs some power, that needs some restoration? I just want to speak Jesus over your relationships. I want to speak Jesus over your kids. I want to speak Jesus over your finances. Amen. I want to speak Jesus over your family. I want to speak Jesus over your dreams and over your fears. I want to speak Jesus over your addiction and over your anxiety. I speak Jesus because there is power in the name of Jesus. My God, Jesus, have your way. Our, our teaching team, we got together a while back and, and we're all like piled into my office and it was ridiculous. Speaking of like not going to the gym, we all had junk food out and we're all, because that's what the really, you know, spiritual people do. Um, <laughs> that's just true. That's, that was the picture. I'm painting a picture. Our teaching team was there and we're all there and I got my big whiteboard behind me and, and we're like, man, uh, just praying through Jesus. Speak, just speak. Show us what you want us to talk about in 2023. Just, just make it really clear. Like, what do you want us to, to talk about in 2023? And so in the church biz, it's like we're putting together our sermons calendar, okay? And so we're sitting there and we're like, Jesus, speak. You know, what, what should we talk about? And we, we had this crazy idea, right? I just turned around and, and went to the whiteboard and I just like, like across the whole board, I just said, what if like, and I just spelled J. E-S-U-S. -S. What if the whole year we just talked about Jesus? <sighs> Crazy, right? <laughs> like, really? Like, what if the whole year we talked about Jesus? And, and I get it. Like, if, if you, like, are, are churched, it's cool. But, like, if you've been going to church for a long time, like, you're used to then churches being like, for the next four weeks, join us for our teaching series about and then fill in the blank, Right? Right, and, and join us for blah, blah, blah for over the next four weeks. And I know there's a psychology to that because people can only take so much in, in certain doses of information, and that's all beautiful. I'm just like, hey, what if we just spent a whole year and talked about Jesus? Like, let's not get cute about it. Let's actually say this week we're going to talk about Jesus. That's it. Like, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. What if as a community we actually got it into our every portion of our being, Jesus? So, so the whole year, like what if we took this and said, let's look at his habits. Let's look at his routines. Let's look at his rhythms. Let's look at his practices. Let's look at how he interacted with the world around him. Let's look at uh, how he responded to things. Because Jesus lived in a really messy, messed up world on earth. And so how did he interact with a messy, messed up world? That'd be fascinating because maybe we walk in a messy, messed up. Like how did he navigate that? How did he love who did he love? What if we could then get a picture, an idea 
of the life that we're all supposed to lead for anyone who was bold enough to say, I choose to follow Jesus. I think we should do that for a whole year. What about you? So if you're wondering, like, like what's the next big thing for Whitewater? I can feel the judgment from my wife right now. She's like, what is that voice, and why did you do that thing? <laughs> and you did it again. <laughs> like, I don't know, that was just the voice that, that just, like, it was dropped by the Spirit. Uh, so if you're a 20-something uh, that talks like this, and you are wondering, what is next? Jesus is next. That's what we're going to talk about next. That's the next big thing, Jesus, right? What's, like, praise God, right? Like, what, um, what's our next teaching series going to be? Jesus. Uh, I wonder what they're going to talk about next week. Jesus. Um, like, um, you know, like, everybody has a vision board for 2023. What's going to be on Whitewater's vision board? Jesus. That is what is next for Whitewater. Jesus. That's it. And if that's too boring for you, man, that's cool. I invite you to hang out and see how unboring Jesus is, all right? In 2023, here's the deal. We are setting out very intentionally to encourage, empower, and equip all of you to be, look, act, and love like Jesus wherever you live, work, and play. Over the next 24 months... That's more than a year. Over the next 24 months, we are intentionally going to strategically shift from being a local church bringing hope to the west side to becoming a disciple-making movement of Jesus followers bringing hope to the world. That's what we're doing. We are going to develop and become a Jesus movement that will love God and love people with everything we got. Sounds kind of biblical. We're going to become a Jesus movement that will intentionally elevate the next generation and chase after them with everything we got because the next generation matters to Jesus, right? He kind of said, don't stop them. Don't let anything stop them from getting to me. His words, not mine. A Jesus movement that will, sorry, irritate the religious and rattle the cage of the complacent. A Jesus movement that will bring power to the powerless and give a voice to the voiceless. Sounds a lot like Jesus. A Jesus movement that will bring hope to those who are in despair, healing to those who are hurting, and bring a home to those who have been left and abandoned and marginalized. A Jesus movement that will be empowered by nothing other than the Holy Spirit to take over and be unleashed so that we may live out and proclaim the gospel in our homes, in our backyards, in our communities, cities, and around the world. That's Acts 1-8. A Jesus movement that will go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all these commands and knowing that he is with us always. That's what we're doing. That's what we're going after. That's our vision board for 2023. Are you in? So to start a movement, something would have to what? Move. 
Right? Right? So, so how would you go about starting a, a movement, a Jesus movement? Would you like to know? Thank you for saying yes. Whoever said that. Like, because I didn't know what to do if no one said yes. So thank you. Um, friends, to start a Jesus movement, here's what needs to happen. There needs to be a revolution of the heart. Now, don't freak out. Before it was a 20-something who had this voice. There's another voice in my head that is like, don't say revolution, John. That's scary. Um, like, friends, I'm not talking about a revolution where people are like waving flags and raising their fists in the air and shouting angrily. We already have that going on in our world, and that's not helping. All right? Can we be real? Let's be real. Instead, the revolution I'm talking about is a revolution like as defined in Merriam-Webster, Right? as a radical, fundamental change in the way of thinking and visualizing something. So connect this. When it comes to a Jesus movement, a radical and fundamental change in our hearts and how we perceive and interact with the world around us. That's what Jesus did the moment he stepped into our lives on earth. He changed things. If you want to start a movement, there has to be a move, a shift, a change. And that change starts with every single one of us. Every single one of us. See, before there can be revival through us, there has to be a revival in us. Amen? So, friends, what would a revolution of the heart look like for you? Like real time, not a rhetorical question. You can spend the next 20 minutes thinking about it. What is something in your heart that if you could change it right now that would change everything, what would it be? And I'm not talking about your physical heart, like, like the fleshy tissue heart. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the heart, the thing that drives you, the heart and soul of you. There's something in your heart that needs to change. All of us have this. You don't need an MD or PhD to diagnose this. What is the one thing that you would change? Like one of our greatest heroes in the Bible, King David, right? He was always processing through this same question, right? Psalm 139, 23, he says, like, search me, God. Search me, God. Search me and know my heart. Examine my heart. Hook up the EKG to my heart and test it out. How healthy is it? Know my anxious thoughts, the things that consume me, the things that I worry about. See if there is anything offensive, anything that is causing a breakdown in me and lead me in the way of everlasting life. Like what is it that is offensive in your heart? If you could name it, and I want you to. You don't have to say it out loud, but I want you to write it down. I want you to put it in your phone. I want you to say, this is the thing that has to change in my heart. Envy, jealousy, fear. There's a lot of fear. Lust, pride, worry, doubt, anger, judgment, Gluttony, 
you ain't got to laugh that loud, Noah. <laughs> See, Noah knows how much I eat. <laughs> That's my son. Thanks so much, buddy. What is it for you? Unforgiveness? For me, one of mine, one of the things that is unhealthy is a lack of compassion. And I know, like, you're like, oh, Mo, our pastor just said he needs to work on his compassion. (laughs) Yeah, I'm being honest. See, what happens is when I get stressed, I'm not as compassionate. And I get controlling, and if I'm honest, I get a little cold, and I get demanding. Ask my wife, ask my kids, ask my friends, and ask my team. I hate it about myself. And so this year, I'm putting it on the slab in front of the great physician and saying, can you help me with this? That's my thing. What's your thing? You can have more than one thing, you know, but what is it? See, friends, whatever that thing is, I want you to know that there is something. And if you're sitting there like with your arms crossed going, well, I really can't think of anything. Friend, it's probably pride. (laughs) Take a shot. (laughs) God's word, like, listen, Jesus came for simple-minded people, okay? So, like, let's not overcomplicate this, Okay. Yes, Siri is not liking this, whatever just happened. That was funny. Siri needs to think about what's her one thing. Friends, whatever that thing is for you, it can change. That, that is the hope, that, that, that things can change. That is the one thing we over and over see in the life of Jesus, right? Like, that things can change. Like, honestly, if, like, Jesus were writing, like, a thesis paper, right, like a statement, and he had, to like, like, one statement about, like, his earthly ministry, it would be, follow me and things can change. That's the reality. Like, follow him and watch what, how things change, Right? The, the, the change, though, starts right here in the heart, right? And you have to go to a physician for that. Well, thankfully, he's the great physician, right? He, he, we, we see that, right? We see the doctor show up in Mark 2. It's one of my favorite little interactions in the New Testament between Jesus and this crowd of people and then these, like, religious folk. And, and it's just really cool. It's like uh, there's this guy, his name is, is Levi, and, and Jesus asks this guy, Levi, he says, Levi, Come follow me, right? And, and, and Levi's life is then changed, it's transformed, right? And so uh, he becomes one of Jesus's like apprentices. And, and listen, Levi, if you don't know, like he made some really boneheaded decisions in his life. Can anybody relate? Like he made some boneheaded decisions in his life. And I mean, he, he turned on his own community, like, like really big, huge things that he distanced himself from, from a, a Jewish people a community of faith. He was ostracized and despised and outcast. He was unclean because of the choices he was making. And Jesus says to that guy, hey, come follow me and I'll change your life. And he does and everything changes. For those that don't know, Levi, even his name changes. He becomes Matthew, the author of Matthew, the gospel in the New Testament, right? Things can change, 
things change. And, and in this story, it's really cool. Like, like Levi, he has this life transformation. Uh, he throws this, this dinner party, right? And there's this party of all these offensive people. And, and, and like literally, like all these people that are like, like outcast and marginalized, making unhealthy, unsavory choices. And, and Jesus is right in the mix of the party. He's not like on the outside, like, I wonder what they're doing in there. You know, like, like he's like in it, right? Lounging on the floor. I'm not going to lay down. But like, because they wouldn't sit at tables like this. They would lounge, right, and recline. And like, he's just chilling, eating, drinking. Like, like if I had a time machine, this is one of the parties I would go back to because I would want to see, like, what was Jesus doing, right? Can you imagine all these unsavory people and Jesus is right there in the mix? And like, did he have one glass or two? They just drank wine, and it's cool. It's like, whatever. That's in his day. Like, so, like, how much did he drink? How much did he eat? Was he counting his calories? Like, what was Jesus doing? How did he interact? The only thing we really know about this is that the religious people didn't like it. Right? It says so in verse 15. It says, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors, notoriously unhealthy, abusive, and corrupt people, and other disreputable sinners. Parenthetical statement that is not mine. It's in the Bible. There were many people of this kind among Jesus' followers, not as crowd, not as spectators, his followers. But when the teachers of religious law, who were the Pharisees, saw Jesus eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, why does Jesus eat with such scum? Look, I ain't got to be a doctor to tell you, like, if you're calling people scum, you got a heart issue, <sighs> okay? And I don't know about you, but but I kind of want to hang out with people that I, I would get called out like this for because I want to be more like Jesus. So when Jesus heard this, he told them, hey, uh, time out. Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call, to invite, to be in relationship with not those who think they are righteous, but those who know that they're sinners. Friends, I know that I'm sick. I know that I need a doctor. Do you? Like, I know that I've got stuff in my heart that needs to change. Do you? Are you willing to admit it? Are you willing to go, Jesus, I need a new heart. I need something to change in me. See, to become a disciple-making movement of Jesus' followers that transforms the world around them, which is what happened in the New Testament, to, to do that now in 2023, we're going to need to get really comfortable with hanging out with people that good Christian folk will have an opinion about. And to do that, you got to make sure your heart is in a good place, right? To withstand the criticism and the comments and let alone be around the people that are kind of dicey. Like your heart has got to be in a good place because at the heart, <laughs> At the foundation of what of Jesus' greatest commandment, his rule of life for anybody that chooses to follow him is what? You see it again in Mark 12, 30. He says, hey, you want to follow me? Then here's what you got to do. This is the greatest rule of life that if you're going to follow me. You got to love people, 
Love God. You got to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind. And the second commandment is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. And I love this next statement from Jesus. No other commandment is greater than these. Love God, love people. No other commandment is greater. Well, John, what about when in the book of like no other commandment is greater? Well, John, what about when no other greater commandment is more important than loving God and loving people? How did we get it so twisted? Later, Jesus comes on the scene and he goes, you know what? I'm giving you a new commandment. He like trumps it all and says, hey, I want you to love. Right? A new commandment I'm giving you, love as I have loved you. Yeah, but Jesus, what about like not eating shrimp? That's in the Bible too. (sighs) Right? Like go down whatever your thing is that you get hung up on and you become one of those religious. Like Jesus gives a new commandment and he goes, this is what I'm asking you to do. No other commandment is greater than these. His word, not mine. Love God, love people. Friends, um, we can't love God and love people with everything we got with our human hearts. I mean, not really, right? Not really. Now, don't get all churchy on me and churchified acting like you don't judge people. Come on. By nature, we are selfie, selfish and stinky and stingy. Like, let me, don't let me ask your wife about you. <laughs> like, Lou, you ain't got to laugh that loud. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> We're selfish and stinky and stingy. That's just, I mean, not you, not you, not, I mean, not you, definitely at the front row. Like, not you, not you people. You're amazing. You're all incredible, right? It's those people that I'm talking about, all right? Those people. And friends, we all got those people. You know, those people that, like, we think they're immature and irritating and and just ignorant, right? We got those people. And don't act like you don't because I see what you say online, (laughs) right? I mean, there are those people out there, and they're normally found at Kroger after hours, okay? Like, like seriously, like, what? <laughs> or, or, or your local Walmart, and I won't say which Walmart, because you know some of them are just, mm-mm-mm. Like, you want me to love them? Th- those people, those people that, like, have you been on social media ever? Those people that post what they say and they say what they say and the comments and the, the things that they just post, not even comment on, like, you want me to love those people, Jesus? Like, what? There's no, there, there's no way that we can do that with our human heart. That's why we need a new heart, a new spirit. And friends, only the great physician can and will do this. He says so, right? In Ezekiel, Jesus says through through the prophet Ezekiel uh, 36, 26, he says, I will give you a new heart and I will give you a new spirit and I will take your stony, stubborn heart, his words, and give you a tender, responsive heart. Man, (laughs) 
Friends, there's a point when we got to realize that it's time for us to have a new heart. Because if we're having a hard time loving the people in our household or our neighbors or in our community, it's time for a new heart. I needed a new heart, right? Because I was stoned and stubborn. I said it and nobody laughed. You're like, did he just say stoned? Well, to be honest, yeah, I was. But that's not what Jesus is talking about. He said stony heart, stubborn heart. Yet even in my mess, he gave me a new heart. He gave me a new life. Even when I was an enemy of his, he still died for me and said, I'm giving you a new life. I'm going to give you a new heart so that you can love me and love people with everything you got. See, friends, without a new heart, and this is where it's like crazy for maybe some folks that, you know, like you've been to church for a long time or you've been going like your whole life. This is where it can get kind of, woo, like without a heart change, without a heart change, we can do a lot of good things. Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians 13. Jesus talks about it in, I think, Matthew 7, some of his harshest statements. Friends, we can do a lot of good stuff. Like, we can write a check to support a ministry. We can jump on board in a serve opportunity. We can volunteer. We can do what the pastor says in between the Sundays to get us through the week. But without a heart transformation, the only reason we're doing that is out of conviction or coercion. It's not an overflow of a new heart as part of being a new creation in Christ. See, friends, true, widespread gospel transformation of self, family, and communities will only happen when there is radical heart transformation. To say it in a simple way, gospel transformation requires a heart transformation. Our hearts need to be transformed. And it starts with all of us, right? Our hearts need to be looked at. They need to be examined. This past week, I don't know if you knew this or not, but it seemed like the world was looking in on a young man who needed his heart looked at, right? For, for, for the person that maybe is not aware, and you may be here, and it's okay, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals is an American football team. And they were playing another American football team, the Buffalo Bills. And they were playing last week on Monday Night Football along with 24 million other people watching this football game. And during the game, one of the Buffalo Bill players, he collapsed on the field while making a routine hit. It was bone chilling, right? For those of you that watched it, along with the other 24 million people. This is Damar Hamlin with his mom and dad, a, a, a young man in the prime of his life. Loves his mom, loves his dad, kind of doesn't go anywhere without them. His mom was at the game, like loves his little brother. He, he, he's investing into the next generation. So, like he went to work last Monday and he did what he's paid to do, like Lots of us did last Monday. And everything was normal until it wasn't. So, like, after DeMar collapsed, 
medical staff and first responders, they rushed the field and they began CPR and, and friends, they saved his life. Praise God. Damar was taken to UC downtown, and for days, millions and millions of people, even now, like everybody's still like eyeballs on this situation. People from all over the world were, were waiting to see whether or not Damar was going to be okay, right? The doctors, they came out and they said that, you know, Damar, that he suffered a sudden cardiac arrest. In that moment, like millions of people, literally, check it out, like started Googling the difference between heart attack and cardiac arrest. Were you one of the millions of people? Like I was. <laughs> I did not know the difference. So I Googled it. And here's what I found out. And all of you medical professionals, do not judge me. Because then that would be your thing that you need to take up. <laughs> I, I found this out. A heart attack happens when there is a blockage that causes parts of the heart to be damaged or die. Cardiac arrest happens when there's an electrical breakdown that changes the rhythm of the heart. It becomes too fast or too slow or too erratic. And, and one requires a new heart, but the other requires a reconnection to restore a healthy rhythm. Both are fatal. And so for days, you know, like the world has, had, has its eyes on Cincinnati, right? Like even my dad was like texting me like, what's it like down there right now? I'm like, <laughs> It's like there's this energy, right? All of downtown is lit up, you know, blue and red, and it's really incredible. Supporting Tamar and the Bills, like, there's been this outpouring of, like, support and love. And, and like, uh, there was a toy drive, right? I'm sure you heard, like, Damar was trying to raise money for, like, underserved kids. And he was trying to raise $2,500. And now there's over $8 million that has been raised for it. Like, it's... Like, it, I mean, it's incredible what God is doing. Like what the enemy intended for evil, I believe God is stepping in going, uh-uh-uh-uh. Millions of people will now hear the name of Jesus. Right? Because that's what happened. Millions and millions of people are locked in on a moment. And what do you have happening? Over and over, people praying, talking about God, talking about Jesus. Not a God of their own understanding. Jesus there's this beautiful moment on ESPN for, that anybody saw it, right? One of the hosts, he, he just stopped what he was doing right on air and said, we need to pray. And it wasn't like one of those like, uh, to the big man upstairs type of prayers. It was Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, step in. And he just started like proclaiming the gospel and proclaiming the power of Jesus. <laughs> Friends, Crisis brings out the best and worst in people, right? And I'm just going to say that this past week, I feel like we've seen some of the best. We've seen like this other level of kindness and generosity and prayer and unity. In a dark world for a few days in January, there's been this great light that we need to like maybe hold on to that maybe take example by maybe model like some of the greatest heroes in this story right are those first responders right like like amen right like 
like because of their quick response and selflessness, like they saved his life and they saved the lives of thousands every single day, right? Most often uh, un undernoticed and unnoticed and too often underpaid. First responders just said amen, <laughs> right? But every day they put their hearts on the line for other people's hearts. And I'm praying that one of the things that comes out of this is when we see a first responder, we just stop and just say thank you. Just thank you. It's such a selfless profession that to me looks a lot like Jesus. So thank you. If you're a first responder, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for how you put your heart on the line for ours. One of the things that fascinated me in, in all of this is uh, for those that were willing to see it. In an instant, Everything stopped. An incredible perspective was offered. In an instant, the heart is what mattered most. Not a game, not teams, not what placement in the playoffs, not politics, not race, not religion, in an instant, all that mattered was the condition of a young man's heart. When Damar woke up on Wednesday and he started communicating, one of the first thing he asked was what? Like, did you hear, like, like who won the game? <laughs> did we win? God love him. And one of the doctors responded with, with yes, Damar, you've won. You've won the game of Life. Friends, there will be a moment for every single one of us when all that will matter is the condition of our hearts. Nothing else. Did you love me with everything you have? Did you love my son Jesus? Did you love the world around you? Friends, for some of us, there has been a blockage in our hearts for some time now. There's been a part of your heart that has become damaged, making it really hard to love yourself, let alone love others. It is time for a new heart, a tender, responsive heart heart. For others, you've been on this journey and, and, and something has happened, and, 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 and a collision, something broke down, causing that electrical breakdown for things to operate correctly in your heart. And, and, and you're having a really hard time actually loving the, this certain group or that certain person or this person. Like, and there's been a breakdown, and it's time to ask God, like King David did, and will you shine a light on my heart? And will you point out anything that is offensive to you because it's making my, my heart, it's making it hard for it to work and it's making it hard for me to love. Will you point that out in me? See, friends, spiritually, both of these heart conditions can be fatal. It's time for a new heart. And see, I don't, I don't know about you, but I'll just, just 
between me and the great physician. Like, I want to win the game of life. I want to win the game of life. I want to hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. I, I, right? Like, praise God. Like, I, I want to do that. I want to win the game of life. I, I want to love God with everything I got. I want to love Kelly and Noah and Isabel and my family and my friends and this community with everything I got. And I can't do that without a revolution of the heart. And I don't think I'm the only one because all of you said earlier, like two minutes ago, that you wanted in, that you wanted to be a part of a Jesus movement. So that means you want a heart revolution. Will you join me in that prayer? Will you join me in asking for a revolution of the heart? Yes? Then let me pray. Jesus, I come before you right now as just a guy who you have called to lead your church. And I step in the gap right now on behalf of my brothers and sisters. And first... We say thank you for what you have done. It is enough. Jesus, we thank you for how you provide and how you protect. Jesus, we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Jesus, right now we want to be a part of a movement that is so far-reaching reaching hundreds of thousands of lives in the name of Jesus only because of you and only empowered by your spirit. And Father, to do that, our hearts need to be transformed. Will you transform our hearts? Will you give us a new heart that is tender and responsive? Will you point out in us anything that is offensive to you? And will you give us the power and the strength to surrender and change for your good, for your glory? And all God's people said, amen. Friends, we are going to sing a song right now. And this is not the exit song. It's a new year, so I'm just going to call it like I see it. <laughs> this isn't the exit song. This isn't the closing song. Like, so it's like, I know how you do. I'm, I can see you, right? Like, you realize, like, like, it's cool. No shame, but, like, understand, God, the word that God has for you may be in this moment right now. Just hang with us. You'll get out of here before the game, I promise. During this song, it is a response song. That's why it's here, for you to respond, not to consume, to respond. Jesus, that man said a prayer, but I know that it is not by his faith that saves me. It's by my own faith. You know that, right? It's not my faith that's going to get you. Like, it's your faith. <laughs> Use this song right now to just simply say, Jesus, give me a new heart. Jesus, I'm sorry. Remember that word, that thing that I asked you to think about? Use this song right here to say, Jesus, 
I don't like this about me. Can you help change it in me? Because I want to follow you. I want to love you with everything I got, and I want to love other people with everything I got. This is your time. So, friends, I invite you to stand to your feet. Jesus, have your way.